Thanks for tuning in to Beyond the Bench. This is a podcast for athletic directors, coaches, and leaders, and it's done by three athletic directors from Iowa. I'm Todd Gordon from Greene County in Jefferson, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy. If you have any questions or comments you'd like to leave us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and let's get to today's podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond the Bench, and you are listening live to Season 3, Episode 5. And uh, Aaron, Scott, here we go. You know, it's no secret we're we're recording on Valentine's night. And here we are with headphones on, talking to each other instead of talking to our wives. But, yeah. you know, what, what's new with that sometimes? Right? My wife is super okay with that, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. She loves it. And I are leaving me alone? Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Oh, don't you, yeah. God, don't you have to do your podcast? That's what she always says. Don't you have to do your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> just run along, run along Scott. It's, uh, it's uh, what's that saying about old dogs and new tricks and you can't <laughs> teach them? Yeah, I, I would fit that uh, pretty yeah. well. So, well, that's the story of our lives. But uh, again, um, I guess we've already been suckers and had our wives on the show as well. So um, they asked for it. (laughs) So, so, you know, Valentine's Day, uh, what is it, about minus 10, minus 11 right now outside as we record. Um, Thankful for heat, thankful for space heaters in my basement. Um, and all that, but, uh, yeah, I just hope everybody's staying safe and warm. We've already, this is Sunday night. Obviously we've already canceled school for tomorrow. Wow. Um, Yeah. And so we're, we're out and I don't know, we're supposed to play a tournament game tomorrow and uh, we'll see what happens with that, uh, as we go on. But anyway, uh, excited to be back together here on this, this series, the educational athletics journey. And uh, we're going to get right into it. And uh, Aaron, why don't you introduce our guests and get us going on this? Absolutely. Great to be on again with everybody and and excited to have our guests on. Just a a reminder of where we're at in our journey. Um, This will be part three of our four-part series tonight. We started a few few sessions back talking to a couple of three great ADs from around the country. Gave us a great perspective from the the ADs lens uh, into the athletic uh, experience uh, at high schools and what it's supposed to all be about and what our goals are. Last, uh, last part we talked with coaches, had three great coaches on who gave their, their insights uh, of what they're looking for, what they want that educational athletics journey to be like. Um, really excited about our next two parts. Um, we've talked to a lot of ADs and a lot of coaches in the last two seasons mm-hmm. about high school sports and, and how to get them better. Uh, the next two parts of this series, I'm I'm really jacked about, honestly, guys. They've been the ones I've been the most excited about. We're going to talk to parents. We're going to talk to students, uh, student athletes, in the next two weeks. Tonight's parents, um, they're the most, they're the two most important stakeholders um, we've got out there uh, as a part of this whole this whole journey. Um, parents trust us with their with their most prized possessions and and let, invite us in to help them to grow and be a part of that journey with them. And so it's important for us to step back and listen to parents and, and 
what are their thoughts? What do we do well? So I'm super excited. We've got three great guests on. Uh, I'll start. I'll introduce Shyon uh, Thomas. Shyon is joining us. Uh, I've known Shyon for a long time. Uh, he actually ran track back when I was coaching track. Uh, I won't say the year, Shyon, but I was trying to think, are you an 05 grad or 06 grad? I'm a 06. 06. 06. So 06. I bailed on you your, your senior year, didn't I? Yeah, you went over to the girls' side. The girls' side. Um, they needed it. They needed, uh, they needed that help. I think yeah. they're going to be stranded for the season. So, so we understood. Yeah. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, fantastic track athlete. He's actually a dual sport athlete in the spring. Really good soccer player for us at the same time as he was a sprinter. Um, was part of some of our, our fastest 4 by one 4 by 2 teams uh, in Kennedy history at the time. Held those records for a while. We've had a couple fast ones here lately, but he was on the board for a while. Was also a great basketball player for us, uh, super student athlete. So excited to have uh, Shyan. He's got a sophomore with us now in the building, uh, sophomore point guard uh, for us on our basketball team and also played some football this past fall. And he can run too, maybe maybe track this spring, Shyan. I'm working yeah. on him, working yeah, on him. He'll be out there for track. Right. Coach White has already got him out there. <laughs> so, so Shyan, go ahead and uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, like Coach Decker said, uh, graduated Kennedy 2006, went to Iowa Central for a couple of years and then fell in love with the game of basketball again. Uh, found my way coaching at Kennedy for one year, 2012 to 2013, and then uh, got blessed with the opportunity to move to Ankeny and uh, open up Centennial in that program. Coached there for three years, and then after that, kind of fell back and ran the feeder program. You know, I always, I'm a firm believer of the youth the foundation of the program. Uh, so I thought that was a good fit for me to get in there with the youth program and build that up. So, um, and then just recently moved back to Cedar Rapids uh, so my son could get attend Kennedy. Um, and then just doing some private training, no actually coaching. So just enjoy being a parent, really. It's, uh, as coaches know, you know, it's tough, you know, doing things six days a week, a few hours a night. So I love just sitting in the stands and yelling it from my son, to my son from the stands. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he never hears you. Uh, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's great to have you on, Cheyenne, and looking forward to uh, you've had a great journey, you've got a great story, so I'm looking forward to hearing uh, hearing more on that tonight. So, Scott, I'll kick over to you uh, to introduce Holly. I'm lucky enough to to be able to work with uh, Mrs. Anderson on a daily basis, but uh, her daughter Olivia is a junior at Ankeny Centennial, and she is just an awesome young lady. Mm -hmm. And then she's got two uh, young sons that we're looking forward to having at uh, Centennial High School here soon. And her husband, Taylor, is always there at school uh, helping and helping fold up chairs. And uh, I'm just super blessed to have um, the Anderson family uh, a part of my family. And so um, just a great person to be around and a great mother to her kids and a great wife. And uh, she tries to keep me in line every day, which sometimes can be a challenge. So Holly, why don't you uh, introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Hi, I'm Holly Anderson and I've grown up around the sports world. Um, my dad was a longtime administrator and, and coach. And so I was a gym rat. And so what better life than to raise your children as gym rats. And so I chose the life of um, a physical education teacher, coach, and now an activities director. So I oversee the eighth and ninth grade programming at Ankeny Centennial. Um, 
I was a teacher there prior to the transition into two schools. Um, so proud to be a resident and um, employee of Ankeny Community Schools and to see um, the transition that's happened in that community um, and the growth that's happened in that community. And now super proud to raise three children um, under Scott's leadership, you know, at Ankeny Centennial. So scary. Um, I've, super I've scary. had <laughs> not scary. I've had the privilege though of working, you know, Tom Kinseth opened up Ankeny Centennial. Um, he was a longtime athletic director and, um, I didn't know that I wanted to be an athletic director, but I knew I didn't want to be a principal. So um, in <laughs> educational leadership, this seemed with my background to be the best fit. So um, I had a two-year-old when I took on this role and my husband was a football coach and a teacher. And, um, you know, you just make a choice and you make it work. And so now I found myself in the in the mom AD. And so, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about that, where my perspective is a little different than um, some other people. But anyway, it's been a great journey. Um, it's exhausting at times. Middle school is about my max because I just um, can't quite keep my head above water <laughs> with all the <laughs> other things. But Scott is a great teammate. Um, he has taught me so much um, in my journey. I um, actually went to graduate from Boone High School, went to Wartburg College, played basketball there, um, and have anyway, have just been really blessed to be a professional in the communities that I've taught, coach, and been an administrator in. So anyway, thanks for having me. This is a lot of fun. Absolutely. You rah, rah, rah. Yes. You yeah. rah, rah, rah. There you go. Nice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, Todd, we'll kick things your direction. Uh, Thanks for joining us, Holly. And Todd, how about how about introducing Brad? You bet. Um, I am, you know, when I was thinking about this, I had several. Of course, this comes up all the time. I Scott and I are the uh, journeymen. We've been places, kind of we've been everywhere, man. We've been everywhere. It's kind of a Motel 6 type of deal. Um, <laughs> but I, but I, I really wanted to, and I thought about parents that I've had at different stops along the way, and I've had some great ones. Um, but I really wanted to step away from the places I had been. And I really wanted to find somebody not in the district I was in. So I, I actually started with our heart of Iowa conference ADs. And I, I sent a, a text or a, a group message to, I don't remember how I did it or at a meeting. I says, Hey, anybody have a parent who would uh, be able to speak on the podcast um, in complete sentences. And <laughs> And uh, well, I if cat's out of the bag now, you got talking complete sentences. And now I'm nervous. (laughs) And you know, uh, Brian Peterson from Rolling Story said, Yeah, you know, I think I got one who would be really good. And then he said, You know, Brad Scar. And then, you know, the story with Brad and I, even though Brad and I really we visited some, but my son was a coach at Simpson College and coached his son Ryan at Simpson. And, um, so I knew who Brad was. I would seen his demeanor in the, the stands and it's not bad. It's oh, good. <laughs> it's positive. And, uh, but I, and I thought, boy, that's, that's fantastic. And then as Brad kind of shares and you find out his story and the age of his kids and what he's seen and what he's gone through watching them, I think it's a, it's going to be a fantastic perspective for us. So Brad, <laughs> welcome to be on the bench and uh, tell our listeners and, 
everybody here a little bit more about yourself. I'd be glad to. Thank you, and uh, thanks for for asking me to to be here. I'm real excited about it. I uh, well, let's see. I grew up in Colorado. I didn't grow up in Iowa. I came to school at Iowa State, uh, and I currently work here in the uh, animal science program. And uh, you mentioned we we even have classes canceled tomorrow, and that never happens. I just oh, wow. found out that cold. I, uh, my, I met my wife here. And so, uh, back in 1986, our first son was born and each of the three sons that we have are about seven or so years apart. So when you asked me to give a little background, I <laughs> laughed. I thought, Oh, <laughs> I, I never thought about it, but I've been at this for like ever. <laughs> it's, it's time to move on. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So, uh, um, yeah, we have three sons. Our oldest uh, lives out in Indiana, and I have three grandchildren now. Our middle son, as you mentioned, went to school at Simpson College, all at Roland Story, but then went to college at Simpson College. He's the one so far that has decided to play college sports. Uh, Our oldest decided not to, and he went to Iowa State. Um, And then our youngest son is getting ready to graduate from high school, and he's having a fabulous year. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how many years that adds up to, but it's 30 some years of bleacher. Uh, what did I tell you? Bleacher time. Yeah. yeah. 30 some years of bleacher time. I, I invested in one of those stadium seats. That's the best thing I ever bought. <laughs> I didn't have an athletic background. I played a, uh, ran a little track in high school, but that's it. I was a farm kid. So being, uh, with cattle was more fun for me. My wife used to coach up at Lake Mills. Mm. Uh, when she started her teaching career. So, and she had a fabulous athletic career as a kid. So I, I think any knowledge that I have first comes from my wife who taught me what this was all about. So I did the good dad, you know, little guy thing and coached everything, you know, because you had to, right. Who, who had to do it. But I imagine if you ask my friends around story city that about th- those years, they'll laugh if you mention me <laughs> because I'm the one that reads a book about coaching that sport before I come to practice because <laughs> I never did it, you know, so yeah. I had to go to practice and coach yeah. kids how to, how to do this and how to do that. But we ended up different friends, coached football and baseball and some track and um, uh, soccer. My wife and I started a soccer program in story city. Uh, my oldest son even played hockey. They all ran track. My middle son, was more aggressive at the sports than my oldest son. And so we learned what that was like and how to curtail that sometimes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think my youngest son is kind of the balance of the other two. And maybe that's a little bit of parental input. We learned how to accentuate what we wish we could see more out of our oldest son and maybe to soften a little what <laughs> our middle son, <laughs> play, you know, and, and I have to say, I think he's kind of in the right balance for whatever it's worth, but nonetheless, um, yeah, we've, uh, it seems like I've done anything. My youngest son uh, decided he was training to be a, a good quarterback, and he changed his mind year before last. Said, "You know what, uh, Dad? I hope you're not upset with me, but can I play golf or can I run cross country or whatever it was?" And I said, "You can do whatever you want." I said, "If you want to try something different, this is the time to do it." Um, so it was golf instead of track, and then uh, whatever it was instead of cross country instead of football. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I said, that's fine. I, he was worried about whether I'd be upset because when he told me he wanted to be quarterback, which like in seventh grade, we started training. And I said, okay. And then um, he thought he'd be upset. And I said, no, I'm thrilled. That tells me that you are thinking for yourself and I don't need to tell you what to do. So thank you. Mm-hmm. 
And honestly, I have to say that's been a blast. I never thought in a million years I'd enjoy a cross country meet. I can't run from here to the doorway without passing out. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and it was absolutely great. I, I never seen such a congenial, happy group of people at an athletic yeah, event. Yeah. So supportive of each other. Yeah. So I learned that and uh, you know, more yeah. to say, I guess, as we go on, I'm talking too much, but yeah, no, so thank you. That's my background. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. You know, I, I, go ahead, Sean. Yeah. Kind of crazy. Uh, I coached with Ryan for a couple of years, I think at Iowa tech, Brad. What? Yeah. <laughs> I was looking at you. I was looking at your name and then I just heard you say, Ryan, oh, rolling story. It's all, it's all coming together. Well, wow. <laughs> Too small a world people. Yeah. Yes. Yep. How crazy is that that we've got these three on and they've all got connections across the way? Yeah, and we've never we've never really met. That so. is athletics, though. That's educational athletics right there, and that's what you guys are talking about. So yeah. 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 Good night, everyone. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. You know, Brad, excited to have you on the show. Um, I'm gonna try as a as a Gilbert Tiger alum to, you know. Oh, that's why you look an open mind. <laughs> So, yeah, we memorize all the faces of the Gilbert kids, right? Yeah, there you go. There you go. A few years back. Well, thanks to all three of you guys for uh, for coming on and joining us. Uh, we got to pay a few bills, and then we'll get into the show. Uh, are you guys ready to do that? You bet. Yeah. Right. Let's pay our I'll, bills. I'll kick things off. Uh, say thanks to our sponsors, Hometown Ticketing. Uh, they're getting ready to get real busy here Uh in oh, the state boy. of Iowa, here the last know. started last week. In the next few weeks, they'll uh, they'll be busy in our state. Yeah. Are you interested in, uh, in saving time and making your job a little less stressful as an AD? Are you looking for ways to improve the fan experience at your games? Well, we suggest you take a good look at hometown ticketing. Hometown ticketing provides schools with everything needed to offer professional level online ticketing at absolutely no cost to your school or athletic program. Hometown integrates industry-leading technology directly into your existing school or athletic website. This provides your fans with a simple and easy ticket-buying experience that takes place directly on your own website without the need to create an account, remember a password, or download an app. For individual game tickets, to customize season pass programs, our friends at Hometown Ticketing can customize an entire ticketing platform for your program. And the best part is it doesn't cost your school or athletic program anything to get started. So check out Hometown Ticketing, the official ticketing partner of VNN Sports at www.hometownticketing.com and enroll your school today. Like I said they've got, uh, they're, they're working with uh, the Boys Association here directly in all of our postseason events. So if you're heading to a boys postseason, uh, you know, the swim meet this past weekend, wrestling districts this past weekend, basketball games coming up, you'll become familiar with their platform very quickly. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're, I'm kind of excited. We're having our musical here in a few weeks. And of course, we're a hometown ticketing partner too at Greene County. And uh, we've got our audit, new auditorium and uh, we've got them our, our layout. So we'll be doing all of our ticketing online through hometown ticketing. So thanks hometown ticketing again. And Gipper, one thing I like guys about our sponsors, I think Golly, you know, they, between Hometown Ticketing and Gipper and Varsity Bound, they're just exploding. Yeah. And they're just it's all because of It's all because of Beyond hey, the Bench. It is it's Beyond the Bench. It, it, it's <laughs> our, it's this weekly plug that yes. they get. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's good. 
I, uh, I was, I was sure to work that in the other day. I was actually working with hometown uh, to get set up for my girls game on Wednesday. I'll use them for my regional game. And I made sure I, I, I said, Hey, I'm, I'm one of those three ADs. I'm beyond the bench. You guys can thank me for the state of Iowa business. And he kind of chuckled at me as I, yeah. as I, joked, as yeah. I joked. he said, shut up. I got things to do. Let's get this done. <laughs> yeah, right? Right. <laughs> well, Gipper, uh, again, Gipper is one that makes us look good as well. And, uh, if you want your athletic program to stand out on social media, now you can with Gipper. Using Gipper, you can create and share professional sports graphics to social media in seconds on any device and without needing any design experience. So try Gipper out for free at gogipper.com backslash athletics. And listen to Gipper in the podcast arena. You can listen to Standout, and that's hosted by Matthew Glick. And uh, again, uh, the the feature they have of scheduling posts and boy they're just they're putting out new packs of graphics every week it seems like um, and I see seems like they're them and hometown ticketing both there's new partners they're working with every single week and so we thank Gipper for their partnership and their support of Beyond the Bench and if you're an AD out there who needs to look good and wants to look good and make your programs look good check out Gipper at gogipper.com backslash athletics. And lastly, we have Varsity Bound. Varsity Bound is your high school sports headquarters with software that brings your community together around your high school sports program. And Sam and his crew continue to put good things out there. They've actually got a lot of things going on there, and they're going to continue to add some new features to Varsity Bound. So we're excited that they're one of our sponsors and and we appreciate all the support that they give us as Iowa High School Athletic Director. No doubt. Thank you to Hometown Ticketing, Gipper, and Varsity Bound HQ. All right. Well, we've had some fun in this series. We've uh, played a little game with our guests. You know, you might be an AD if, you might be a coach when and if you do this. And so now it's the parents' turn. So you might be a parent of an athlete when – or if this happens, for example, and I, we're going to, we'll let our, our guests, if they have any to share, for example, though, you might be a parent of an athlete. If your travel itinerary includes a checklist of the best places to eat in every town or city within a 60 mile radius of your school, you download, uh, Dives, uh, drive-ins, dives, and uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. You'd have that app on your phone so you can find all the best places to eat. So true. So true. <laughs> yeah, that just happened last night because we played in Atlantic last night. Right. And uh, when you circle that place, the place to stop is Hamlin to Daryl's place for a tenderloin. And Hamlin is a little dive of about, oh, you know, 100 people, tops, just sits off of Highway 71. But Daryl's Place is a staple and one of the best tenderloins in the state of Iowa. Mm. So anytime you get within 60 miles of Hamlin, all roads go through Hamlin and Daryl's Place. So that <laughs> happened to me last night. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Right. Anybody got any ideas? Any of our guests? You might be a parent of an athlete when or if. All right. I have a twist on it. You might be a parent of an athlete and an AD if no group me invites come your way. 
they don't invite you to be on the parents group me, um, they don't get the insider perspective. Uh, that is true. true. They don't want they don't want your opinion and they don't want you to know theirs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sneak attack. Right. Um that's I guess good. I have one more funny one. You might be a parent of an athlete and an AD if you are the only one in the stands defending the official when they make a bad call. <laughs> 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 yeah. Why don't you go sit over there, Holly? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> over there. Right. That's Which is one. another funny, like there's not a good place to sit in the, in the whole place, right? Like you let everybody else take their seat. And then you find your seat, right? Yeah. Because you know who to watch out for. So yeah, uh, that is true. It is true. I think the parent of the AD or the parent of a child and the AD, you invented social distancing. Right. Right. Yes. <laughs> Before COVID, yes. there was, that's who invented the social distancing. Right. Problem. That and coaches' wives. Right. Yep. Or sometimes it's just you sit first and nobody wants to sit. That's right. Yeah. Or you yeah. are smart and you choose elsewhere. Yeah. So I thought that was some school rule that all ADs and administrators have to separate themselves from. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. No, that is that is by choice. Uh, for, right. for me, it was always two reasons. One, because I didn't want to hear it. Um <laughs> Because I was going to have to do something about it because my wife's like, this is not your tournament. This is not your game. It's not your mm -hmm. job. And so I had to go away from it. But the other part was, hey, I'm, I won't lie. I'm competitive. And, and there were times that my mouth would, would uh, my, my parent had to go on and my I, I'd get those blinders on and I'd start the yelling. And it was a good thing I was out 20 feet past the right field fence when that happened. <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with that? Funny, I my my dad, who was a longtime administrator and an official, he said, now he's one that barks in the stands with his grandkids. And I'm like, dad, come on. And he's like, Holly, I had to keep my mouth shut for a lot of years. <laughs> I get a free pass. And I'm like, okay, okay. you're 75 years old, yeah. you get a free pass. There you, yeah. Go. Yeah. there you go. Who is that guy yelling? Oh, that's just Rick Wilco. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's just him in disguise with the white hair. Yeah. Yeah. The official comes up to me and says, hey, you need to remove this gentleman up in the front row there. Yeah. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> you remove that gentleman. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Oh, boy. Man. Oh, man. So. Anybody else have anything to add on that? Uh, you might be a parent of an athlete if or when. I unfortunately don't have any. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One of one of the examples I shared, I'll throw that one in, and then we can move on. But this one actually is was one of my experiences. And this is back when the youth days when we would come to Des Moines to play baseball tournaments, like you know, three weekends out of the month of June and two in the month of July. And we kept staying at the same hotel. And literally by the end of our stay there, I walk in the hotel and I thought I was walking to Cheers and they were yelling Norm. Because <laughs> <laughs> I walk in, oh, it's the Steckers. How are you guys doing? Because yeah. it's like the fifth time we'd been there in two months. And oh. you know your sports parent in that youth world when they start to recognize you in the hotel lobby. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's, that's true. I don't know. I sat and thought two things. The, the, the one is I, I realized that all my clothes, all my clothes for work and everything are black and red. Yeah, <laughs> you know, school colors. I, uh -huh. you know, there's no reason otherwise. And then I realized too that some of our friends are because of the sports connection over the years. Like 
Yep. Personal friends are my PA, my pediatrician, and our physical therapist. <laughs> <laughs> now we go to dinner and, you know, parties. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's awesome. That's great. Uh, All right. Well, thank you. And, uh, that, that's fun. That's good stuff. Well, now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes. We're going to get into the uh, the reason we had you on, and that's just to visit for a little bit about your perspective as parents uh, through this educational journey and kind of what you've seen, um, what the favorite things are, what you wish maybe we did a little bit more. Um, we being athletic directors and coaches, that's, that's what this is about for us to learn and try and be better. So um, here we go. And uh, again, we'll, we'll rotate around. Uh, Cheyenne, you'll go first with this one, then Holly, and then Brad. Uh, but, here, but here's the question to kick us off. At the end of the day, with all of the ups and downs that come with the athletics journey, <clears throat> what's your favorite part about being a sports parent? Cheyenne? Uh, that was kind of a hit or miss one for me, but uh, just especially to, in today's world, being able to go see my son compete at something that he like enjoys and he loves. And, you know, he kind of lives for those sports, you know, those games that, you know, he's been working all off season, all summer for, um, I just, I'm happy for him. You know what I mean? So I, uh, I became a young parent, so I still know, um, I relate to how he feels when, He's running out, whether it's football or basketball. And I mean, not so much this year with fans, but, you know, last year with uh, the crowd and fellow students in the stands and stuff like that. It's just uh, I think it's an amazing feeling for uh, an athlete. And um, I enjoy seeing him light up. You know, mm-hmm. he says the crowd's one of his favorite noises and he misses it. So um, one day I told him to it'd come back to him. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. That's great. Holly, what about you? What's your favorite part about being a a sports parent? Right. I, you know, like educational based athletics, just give our kids energy. They, I'm sitting in a hotel room right now in Omaha. Um, I shouldn't probably be here because I have a million things at home I should be doing. Um, You know, I live my life in a gym, but for work and for, for pleasure, you know, I just think it's, it's awesome to see them, like Cheyenne said, just light up. And, and this year has been so challenging because our kids have not had um, the things that they love. They've been isolated. They've had to deal with things that we didn't even predict could even happen, you know, with um, COVID and, and all that. So the fact that they're getting opportunities and all of us ADs and schools that are doing what we're doing to make it possible um, and trying to get families to understand like how many hurdles that we're jumping over is is just unbelievable. So, um, anyway, just like seeing my daughter, like just love the sport of basketball. And now they're, you know, looking at the postseason play and they're got a good chance at making it to state, not to like jinx us or anything. DeYoung would be not happy with me right now, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, it's just like Cheyenne said, it's just, that's, that's why we do it. I mean, that's why we give up all of our time. That's why I'm worried that back home, my house is probably the furnace shut down and everything's freezing up and there's pipes exploding, you know, but who cares? We're here watching basketball, you know, and, mm-hmm. um, and it's all good. So um, I, I just think it gets, gives kids that 
something to look forward to right now. And now that we're back into school full time, it, it's a lot better. But anyway, yeah, that's my sure. favorite part. And, you know, just like as our daughter gets older, I have a junior, an eighth grader and a fourth grader. Like she's had to make some really challenging decisions because um, she's a multi-sport athlete. And I'll get into that probably more. But um as much as you hurt for them when they have to make those choices, you know, as an adult, that those are just like the decisions that they're going to have to make later in life. And so you try to give them the tools that they have um, or that you have to give them to, to make those choices and, and just hope that it's going to lead them in better places in the future. So. Right. That's one of the beauties of, of uh, our kids being involved is they, they have to make those choices. They have to make decisions. And, um, you know, I tell kids all the time, these decisions may seem tough to you now, but there's tougher decisions out there. Yeah. And this is just one you need to make. And so that, that's a great point. Um, the other thing I think both of you mentioned, and then, um, you know, I, I was just reminded as you said that, you know, being able to watch them play and uh, the the things they've overcome. I was just reminded, I just saw that um, our friend Amanda Waters out at Modern Day in California they just had their first competition of the year. Yeah. A JV cross country meet. Yeah. And they were so excited that they were going to be able to participate and yeah. do something. And so I, I think the fact that our kids well, here in Iowa in particular have been able to have seasons uh, yeah. since summers is uh man. Hey, yeah. perspective is a big thing. Perspective is yeah. a big thing for our kids to learn as well. So it, it is. And I think they need to know that too. I think that's that's a great point, Holly. Thank you. Brad, what about you? What's the best part about uh, being a parent through the years you've been a, a sports parent? Okay. I I, um, I guess uh, we all realize how much work to succeed at something, how much work and how much what dedication, sacrifice that requires. To really commit and it's a it's a rule in our family and i'm sure it's in all of your families too you know that if you're going to do it you're going to give it your best and the message i guess we've always said is i don't care if you win or lose i'll only be disappointed if you don't try and if you don't try try hard and work mm -hmm. at it so that can bring a lot of frustrations and conflicts and decisions as you've already mentioned but what's really really cool about that is when it finally pans out when it gets, especially when I'm thinking about another senior year, it's the third time, and I don't handle senior years very well. <laughs> but, but um, you know, to see it finally all come together after all of that dedication and hard work, that I think that's the coolest feeling. And to get to stand on the side and watch it happen, you know, uh, that's that's like they could never create a movie with a with an ending better than that. So, mm -hmm. um, and then and then. I guess along with that is getting to witness that one moment that I would call life changing. We've all had them. It might be. Okay. So for example, uh, well, I've had two sons with buzzer beater winners that took them to the finals. You know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. And Think about the thousands and thousands of shots so that that one would go in, but to see it happen is like incredible. Mm -hmm. um, but to not make it so extreme, um, this last year, my son decided to run cross country first time. Nobody runs in my family. I don't know where that came from. And uh, he had one meet. It was here on the Iowa State campus. And he, he, for the first time, 
broke the top 20 and, and beat a couple people been trying really hard to beat. Okay. He didn't win the race, but he accomplished that goal, which seemed unreachable at the beginning. And I said, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. And you're going to work as hard as you can. And it happened. So it didn't come with a ribbon or a trophy, but it was life-changing for him. The confidence level just goes through the ceiling mm-hmm. and it's really fun to stand on the side and watch it happen. Yeah. It will happen. I think it will happen for everybody. It doesn't have to come with a trophy. You know, for that life-changing moment. So yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. Cheyenne, have you come down yet from that buzzer beater the other day? His Kenzie <laughs> hit one just a week ago, actually. That was was that his son that hit that against him? Yes. It was. Wow. What a shot. That was fantastic. Yeah. Just I mean, kind of going back, just seeing his emotions after the after the shot went in and just like like Brad said, you know, thousands of shots for that one to go in, you know, it's just so happy for him, you know, just, you know, you've probably seen him take that running floater hundreds of times. Start on the little tykes hoop. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that's a great point. That was fun. That was fun. So it's not all roses and rainbows, uh, being a sports parent. So on the flip side of that question, um, next one is what is the most frustrating part of being the parent of a student athlete? Uh, Holly, we'll go with you first. You know, I, the most frustrating um, part for me with my oldest daughter right now, because this, she's a junior, she participates in volleyball, basketball, and track. Um, And I think for sure in a big school, in the big 5A schools, you know, but also in smaller schools, like um, we all preach. So I preached as an AD, as a coach for years, like multi-sport is a way to go. Like kids need to use their bodies and brains in different ways. They need to be challenged different ways. They need to keep that competitive edge. Well, we all know that things for the most part are year round for all athletics and activities, whether we like it or not as athletic administrators, that's just the way it is in order to compete. Um, You truly don't know that until you're in that position as a parent as well. So um, it's made me reflect a lot. Like, you know, is this really right? I still believe it's right. And so that's why our daughter's still doing it, but it comes with some of those difficult decisions that I spoke to earlier. Um, And are those frustrating decisions at the moment? Yes. But if you can think to the future and I tell parents this, like, like, this is really hard right now. And it, our child is really uncomfortable, but it's okay if kids are uncomfortable because that's life. Like that's life moving forward is being put, being put in those difficult decision making situations. Um, and as adults, we know that that's life. Like that's what we deal with as adults um, on a daily, weekly basis. So um, I think that's probably the most frustrating challenging is trying to find that perfect balance um, of what to put your kids through and then when to wave the red flag and be like, we're done. Like they need to, you know, so absolutely. As I sit here in Omaha, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. so anyway, I, and I don't have the answer. And I, when people ask me for advice from my professional role, I I don't have the answer, but I try to help them with, I guess, um, my own personal experiences, but yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, you hit one. Uh, you hit the nail on the head on, on one of my harder ones. And 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 you said it. And I was always told my mentor, uh, Dr. Hibby, always told me as my kids were younger, um, yeah. that you'll be surprised how your perspective changes as your kids get older and you become yeah. a, a parent uh, as well. And and that's one of those things we all preach multi-sport, multi-sport. But man, when you're a parent, um, 
driving that car and, and, and taking them every place and helping them manage that, mm-hmm. uh, it hits home of, yeah, it's the right thing to do, but, but it, it's hard, hard work yeah. uh, for those kids to do and, and families. So thanks yeah. for bringing that up. Brad, how about you? Uh, f- most frustrating part about being a parent of a sports athlete. It's uh, funny. I, I have a couple of thoughts, but you reminded me of something. My, my middle son's uh, AAU coach was Jake Sullivan, a tremendous coach. I, I can't say enough good things, but I remember one day when we got involved, Jake had yet to have children, or if he did, it was very young, brand new. And he was really pushing those kids hard. And it was on a, I don't remember what day of the week it was. And I went up to him afterwards and I said, well, you know, first of all, thank you for your, your energy and your enthusiasm. It's worth a mint. But I said, you might want to back off once in a while. And I said, and you'll understand what I mean when you get your own kids. <laughs> and, he, <laughs> and years later, he told me, he said, I remember you said that when his kids now were older. Yeah. So it does, uh, your, your point is it does change when yeah. you become a parent, you get a new perspective. Yeah. I wrote down, you know, the word you said that. And I immediately thought, I don't like surprises. Mm-hmm. I don't like surprises. That's the most frustrating thing through all of this. Um, and I would say more of that comes from the AAU side kind of things than at the educational athletics level, high school level. I don't like when schedules change and nobody said anything. Or on the Thursday before an AAU tournament, coach decides that these six people are going to go to Omaha and these six people are going to Minneapolis. I already have grandparents going to Omaha and I have hotel rooms. And now you what Mm -hmm. kind of thing? Um, I don't like surprises when uh, anybody at any level, high school, AAU or otherwise, states these lofty you know, life-building goals for these wonderful athletic programs, but then sometimes this doesn't really conduct the program consistent with those goals. Don't say the goals if you don't mean to follow it through. Mm-hmm. Because as a parent, you're sitting there and you really can't say anything. You just have to watch it. And I think that's the hard part. You just sit there with your mouth shut and you, to your question, you're just frustrated. And I imagine the worst cases of an athletic director's life is when a parent finally just can't stand it anymore and has to blow up. Well, there's nothing ever good comes from blowing up, no. but you've got to let, allow people to have, you know, let, let some steam loose once in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'll come to that later, I think, but, but the surprises, I, I just a parent, I don't like surprises. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that's one of the things I, I try to really emphasize with my young coaches. Um, and, you know, the young coaches a lot of times have those, the, the lower level programs and we all know that if the schedule is going to, you know, in wintertime, especially, man, those poor JV2 coaches and freshman basketball coaches, man, they, if the gym schedule has to change because weather's moving in, you know, who's getting dumped on and getting their yep. schedule changed. But yep. but try to emphasize that, man, if you say practice is done at five, it's done at five. Done at five. Don't right. make those parents sit out there and wait in a cold car mm-hmm. uh, until 520 because you want to go along. Uh, and and yep. those type, you're exactly right, Brad. Thanks for bringing that up. Um, all right, Cheyenne, how about you? Uh some of the more frustrating parts about being the parents of an athlete? Um, <clears throat> I think mine would be more on the athlete side and not the uh, AD coach side. It's just uh, trying seeing my son be lazy at times, you know, but kind of like we said, I mean, it takes a toll on kids, you know, especially traveling, uh, practice, school. I mean, now it's just such an easy time for kids to be lazy all day because they're just, you know, honestly, probably sitting at home on the couch on the Chromebook, you know, in school. And then, you know, that can get sucked into being lazy in other areas of of life, you know, in general. So it's tough seeing uh, 
my son make decisions that I wish he wouldn't make. Um, just as an athlete, you know, we always want the best for our, our kids, our, our athletes, try to push them a little harder. And then they think that they're going hard, but we think that they could go a little harder, you know? So I think that's uh, one of the toughest things is not seeing them push themselves as much as we know they're capable of pushing mm-hmm. themselves. So let me ask you if you or any of you guys to follow up on that. How do you, how do you balance that as a parent? Um, because I, I don't, I don't know if you'll mind if I say this because I can see that in you, Cyan. There's just times I just know you're like, oh, come on, kiddo, uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, up there. But how do you balance that? Because you, you know, we'll tell you as the AD, don't coach your kids up. You know, let the coach be the, vo- the voice of the X's and O's and all that stuff. But at the same time, you've got things you want to say. So how do you go about finding the right balance when you're seeing the poor decisions or maybe not seeing them uh, give the effort you know they're capable of giving? Well, for me, I just, sorry, Holly, for me, I just try to give more positive than negative, you know, um, for every negative, I'm going to give you a couple positives, but if you're messing up, I'm going to, you know, let you know, know about it, but still, you know, hug you at the end of the day and tell you I'm proud of you. So it's a hard balancing act. It is hard. Struggle with that, you know, to talk to your kids about, Hey, I think you should be working harder. And they're like, I am working harder. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can work harder. (laughs) That's exactly how conversations go between Liv and I. So that's why Taylor does that. Mm -hmm. He's the one that coaches her because it's better received by him. And who my husband's also a coach and I work with our eighth grade son now, I don't always know how to give feedback in football, but my husband can feed it through me, but it's better received from me. So we like mm-hmm. have our little, um, yeah, due to personalities in our family, it works. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Because if I, you know, I could say the exact same thing and it's not received the same mm-hmm. way as it would be as if my <laughs> husband delivered it to my daughter, you know, so, yeah. and it's infuriating, but you guys experience it as parents as well, I'm sure. So, yeah. Anyway, or maybe no, you all have perfect relationships oh, with no. children. Okay. And I, I think I sounded a whole lot more like uh, Charlie Brown's teacher at home trying yeah. to talk sports to my kid. was all they heard. Yeah. Well, my dad always said, you know, the best coaching advice I can give you is you always start with a positive. This is when I was a beginning coach. And, you know, you carry some of those things on as a parent. And I think there's a lot of truth in that. Um and I think our kids carry so much right now. There's just, they, like the other day I was barking at Libby because I'm like, you know, yeah, I know you're in basketball season and you want to be doing this with club volleyball, but when are you lifting? Are you getting stronger? You know, when she's like, mom, what am I supposed to? And I'm like, you can go before school, you know? And then Taylor's like, ah, 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 you know, like I'm, time out, you get out of here and we'll make yourself a drink and I'll work with her. Right <laughs> so then she went and lifted weights the next day and I'm like, ah, that's not fair. But I, uh, they just carry so much like, and they're tired. And then we expect them to do this and multi-sport and that, and then get A's in school, you know? So I think sometimes we just got to take a break, but know that having high expectations and, for effort, attitude, and all those things um, is going to pay off in the future. So, you know, this this whole COVID thing has not helped that. No, um, we uh, to share a personal experience. Uh, early last week, uh, our son had some fabulous games, and then a couple that were just terrible. And I guess <laughs> Mom and I sat and we watched, and we said, you know, he's not right. 
something's wrong. And so after the, the, the one game, we sat down in the evening when he got back and I said, you know, well, I'd like to say great game, but it wasn't, you know that. But I said, but more importantly, I said, something's very wrong and we don't know why. So what's up? Of course, the answer, right? Nothing. Nothing. And I said, yeah. no. I said, so then I turned into bad dad mode. I said, sit down. <laughs> and then I said, something's wrong and you're going to tell me what's wrong. So I find out he's had a sore throat for a week, congestion in the lungs. And of course, nowadays, you know what that means. Mm-hmm. And so I sat down. I said, well, okay, son, I'm really sorry, but you know the answer to this. Tomorrow you're going to the doctor. Now, if you test positive, I guess it's fast track to graduation. Your season's over. He is in the choir. Everybody is rolling story. And so he had, he had a couple of solos. We got our musical next week as well. And he has a lead, uh, et cetera. And he's trying to interview for college scholarships all in these same two weeks and go to school. Plus we have districts coming up. Yeah. And it made me realize the light bulb went off bigger than ever before. I went, my goodness, the pressure. Mm-hmm. And then to add COVID on top of this. So yeah. the good news is he tested negative for everything. We don't know why he's sick other than just maybe wore out. Well, yeah. he might have a cold. He might have a cold. Yeah. Maybe, oh, God forget it'd be yeah. a cold, right? So, right. Yeah. so anyway, I think it just illustrates, I, I realized just the pressure, the immense pressure that these kids are under. I, I wouldn't have handled that very well. Yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate all three of you guys' perspectives and answers. And I, and I think one of the big things I want to highlight before we move on is, for the parents, and I really hope we get this pushed out to some parents to hear you guys have conversations because I think it would lead to great conversations for them at home. But to step back before you jump in on your kids and just yeah. assess what's really going on in their life um, yeah. and, and what, are, what are they trying to manage right now? Because it's more than we think it is in a moment. And uh, we better take a breath and think through it before we, we take them on as parents. So great perspectives. Thanks for sharing those. All right. So I got the next question. Uh, for y'all here from your perspective as a parent what is one thing you wish was better or done more often to improve educational based athletics brad we'll start with you that's easy how about that i love it um simple man in a complex world (laughs) i wish that our schools would bring in um expertise in certain areas more regularly and more often to develop skills, wherever those skills need to be developed. And it's probably some individual attention. Um, my oldest son was a great, uh, a really good high jumper, but we never knew it. Yeah. And he would jump very average and it was fun, but you know, contrary to the uh, do your best, let's try hard kind of thing. Um, I happened to run into a, a, a lady in Ames one day and found out that she had won state in high jumping. And I said, you know, my kid, really doesn't know how to do this. Can, can you, and poor track coaches, you got one coach and 50 bazillion skills. And so um, I just said, would you come up someday? And she gladly agreed. She spent two sessions with him and I think he was fifth in state jump six, six, just like within weeks, he won district and went to state. It was just a matter of bringing in some expertise to help kids be the best they can be. I don't know because I've never done it. If that, there's an expense, perhaps. So athletic directors maybe put up a flag. I don't know if coaches have a little bit of, okay, to be blunt, pride issues maybe in doing that. I'm supposed to be the coach, right? But I don't know. When I when I teach my classes at Iowa State, I bring in experts all the time who are not, you know, in areas that I'm uncomfortable with. And subsequently, my students are better. So why wouldn't that work for sports in high school? Mm-hmm. 
my middle son had some fabulous shooting coaches, youngest son too, and, and, it, and it works, you know. And it doesn't, it isn't saying anything bad about our coaches. It's just that not everybody can have great skills in every single area. Yeah. That's there. good. Thank you. That was great. Mm. Cheyenne, how about you? Um, I'm going to go back to the youth program, you know, uh, running the ACBC there in, in Ankeny, you know, mm -hmm. I was, I saw the connection and like, you know, those kids, they look at the high school players as professional athletes. Yeah. They love them. So uh, one thing I was trying to do at my time with Centennial and ACBC is build that connection between the two, you know, have more youth nights, have the kids just be in the locker room, uh, depending on if it's a win or loss, you know, but uh, having them be ball boys, um, just being around the program more. And then same thing with the coaches, uh, get the coaches more involved in the youth program and, uh, I know at Centennial we did some coaching clinics for our uh, for our feeder program, and you know some of them bought in, some of them weren't all in, you know. So, um, but I think the back to what I said earlier is the youth that foundation, you know. Once you uh, you can get your hands on the kids early, you know, once they get to high school, it's going to make them be better athletes and students. So, um, try to bridge that gap more. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Holly, how about you? I'm well, Scott. We, don't we do everything right at Centennial? <laughs> I wish we did. I'm totally kidding. But I piggybacking on what Cheyenne said, um, just an idea for you and I, Scott. Like, um, especially in some of those sports, like girls basketball, like numbers are so down. And I just, I, I have my opinions about the why. But I, I'm not sure my opinion is the right opinion because everybody else has their own opinion. But mm -hmm. um, just ways that we can connect the even the high school level with even the middle school level and find little pockets of time to um, to just help. I think we do a really nice job at like uh, having coaches understand that programs are, you know, either eight through 12 or nine through 12. But having more of a presence with those kids that those middle school kids look up to so much. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's a win-win with both groups. Um, yep. Just to build that culture and desire and um, continuity within a program. You know, I think there's some things that we can be more intentional about um, to do that. So, Yeah. And, and just like we talk with our coaches about our 3D stuff, Holly. Yeah. Um, you know, it's spending the time to do those extra things, knowing that it's not always going to be about the X's and O's and right. You know, it's tough, you know, time is, is limited and, but ways that we can connect those kids. Um, I think our kids gain a lot of value from if they're going down and working with the youth programs right. or working with right. the middle school kids, I think they learn um, the game of basketball when they teach those skills. And right. I don't think there's a lot of times that, uh, Teaching that stuff to, to the younger kids is probably a more valuable lesson for our high school kids, uh, even more so maybe it is for our youth and our middle school yeah. kids. So yeah. that's a good point, Holly. Yeah. Thank you. And by the way, I was really kidding. We have a lot of improvement to make. I was oh, I trying to be funny. <laughs> yes. No. I have a serious question. Throw in some humor. You can always get better. Yeah. Those are good answers. Thank you. All right. Simple question here. I love it when ADs do this. I love it when athletic directors do this. Cheyenne? Um, well, I wish 
uh, I saw Coach Decker's uh, tweet the other day. I wish sometimes you guys could just come down, have some popcorn, and, and enjoy the game, but you know, don't always get to do that. Um, Coach Decker actually got to clean up some puke a couple weeks ago, so <laughs> he's always doing something. Um, but just the presence, you know, uh, them, you guys being there and making sure things are running smooth, um, you know, uh, the referees, you know, making sure they have their water. Um, just the little things. I think it's the little things that matter that uh, you guys kind of are the glue to the competition and the players, you know. So I just love when you guys are around. Even uh, I'm not much of a, a, a swimming fan, but I know Coach Decker's at the swim meets when he can and just everything. It's nice to see that you guys are involved so much at the, at, uh, the events. Thank you. That's that's good. I I do think, and that's what we, I think we try to tell all ads, but especially the young ads, is that your presence matters, and it's important that you're there, not just to be seen, to say you were there and leave. You know, I yeah. I had once I had a, a superintendent once tell me he he came to a game and he left and he said, "Well, I want credit that I was here. I want I want to get this credit that I was here." I said, "Okay." <laughs> You were here, you know, <laughs> so not like that, but I, I think that's correct. I think, uh, and I, I know we've all been in places and the ADs out there that are listening can, yeah. can relate to the fact. I think more than once I've taken a new job and I'll be at an event and they'll say, you're here. Why are you here? That's just the way it is. Like, you know, you're, you're yeah. at stuff. And so you're right. I think the little things matter. And I think that's important for ADs to hear. Uh, Holly, you being an AD, but what do you like you when ADs? <laughs> yeah, like when well, you guys all know Scott is so good at celebrating kids' successes over social media networks. Yes, he is. Um, and I'm sure you other two guys are as well. But I just know the kid that lives in my house, like those things make her day. Um, I'm not good at it from the Northview Twitter, but I have a great person to learn from and he uses Gipper, I believe. See, I'm giving it a little. There you yeah, go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, they love that. I mean, you're talking kid talk. You're celebrating them. You know, you're making them feel proud of the accomplishments and you're doing it on social media networks that they follow. Um, so you're talking their language. So um, I think if you don't do that, it's a huge miss and it's it takes a ton of time. Scott is I think sometimes people are like, what is he doing over there texting people? Well, he's just blasting out these like master pieces of art on his phone um, so he can celebrate what, what kids are doing that are great. So anyway, I love that. I love retweeting that stuff of his. And I know just from my foot in the parent side of things that parents love that. So anyway, that's great. Yeah. Well, celebrate the moments. Yep. Yeah. Brad, what do you like at 180s? Yeah, well, I, I love everything uh, that everyone has said. So maybe I'll take it a different direction. I I love, and our AD, our, our AD is really good at this. I I love that he's very willing to play, uh, to balance, to help mitigate challenges in a student's daily school life, to help them balance what they're doing. Um, if we have a music program that is excellent, 
but there's a lot of pressure to excel and it's no different than sports. And so you've got a sports program over here that, that strives to excel. And so when those worlds collide and the conflicts occur, I love it when the AD is willing to jump into the middle and mitigate it for the kids, because it's a lot better that someone in that administrative role mitigate it than you don't want a parent showing up at three 30, trying to mitigate, you know, it's better if they can handle it. So I, I really love when an AD is willing to, take that bigger picture of a student's daily life than just whatever sports happening at the moment mm. and, and yeah. help with that. Yeah. I've seen that happen a lot and it's really helpful. Because ultimately the child's the one that gets I, caught. Yeah. Out. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So anytime I, yeah. that we can mitigate the child, like not being stuck in the middle is a win for everybody. Yeah. You know, and I don't know in the bigger schools, but in one that's a little smaller like ours, you know, we, we, we want, we push kids to do, to be involved in all these things because there's mm-hmm. room for that. You know, when you've got 60 or 70 or 80 in a graduating class, you, you, you a lot of things don't happen unless everybody's involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, boy, but it, sometimes it's pretty, pretty tight. We have playoff games. If we're lucky enough to play, I think we cancel one night of a musical next week. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I can imagine the tensions in the staff meetings. I'm just glad parents aren't involved. Yeah. yeah. Some of my most powerful moments, as you bring that up, Brad, as an AD, have been those moments when we kind of stepped in and, and we've had those multi-activity kids, you know, on our, in our building, it's north end and south end of the building, and we have the conflicts between them. And and uh, the fine arts director is, I got to have him, got to have him, got to have him. And coach is like, but tournament start next week, got to have him, got to have him. Right. And I look at the kid and, well, first of all, I privately, I'll tell the parents and the coaches, we're not playing tug of war with the kid here. Oh. And we'll get together, we'll talk. And I just, I'll say, look, it's your experience. Your directors had their experience before. The coaches had their experience. I've had my experience before. What do you want to do? There you go. And everybody just sits back all of a sudden and says, oh, you mean that's the most important opinion in the room right now? The kids. <laughs> um, but you're so right on that. Yeah, that's great. We used, to, we used to get together while I was at Newton with the coaches and our sponsors, and we used to meet in February <laughs> and just kind of lay out the schedule for the following year. Yeah. So we could try to help mitigate that. Or if we had kids that were involved in multiple things during a certain season, we wanted to iron those things out before the season started so that the kid didn't have to choose between, you know, the musical and, and a track meet or choose between soccer and track meet. We tried to get that worked out before. Now, it wasn't always perfect. And sometimes kids said, you know what, I'm no, I, I know I'm supposed to go to soccer tonight but we're going to qualify for the Drake relays and I'm going to go to the track meet instead of soccer. So I think Aaron made a great point is making sure. And I I think we find that as ADs in our meetings, making sure that we always are reverting back to what the student needs, not what mom and dad needs, not what the coach need, not what the sponsor needs, but what the student needs. And I, and I think that needs to be the focus of what we do and, and why we do what we do. Sometimes we lose sight of that though. Yep. We do. All right. Um, how about coaches, Holly? I love it when coaches do this. I like it when coaches spend time, intentional time about doing things more than just the X's and the O's. Um, for example, I feel like we're in what we call a scholarship chasing and trophy championship chasing world. So there is still a subset of students that are involved in educational-based athletics because they want to be involved. They want to just have a great experience. They want to, the social aspect of it. Not every one of those children are chasing trophies and scholarships. Do they want to win? Yes. But is winning the most important thing to them? No. So I love it when coaches at least 
acknowledge that they want to be competitive, but they focus on the nurturing part of, of, you know, building culture and, um, and my daughter's blessed with multiple coaches that do that. But I mean, the, I guess what I'm trying to say is I didn't know that they were that good at that until I had a child go through their programs. Mm-hmm. Scott DeYoung, everybody knows he's a fantastic coach, X's and O's, um, very proven, but he is a culture king. I mean, yeah. like my daughter thinks he walks on water. Just Reinhardt, same thing. I mean, yeah. she does well, so Scott much. Young, I think Scott DeYoung does walk on water. <laughs> I think he might, <laughs> I mean, I think he might be able to do that. And I didn't yeah. know those things until my child came home and shared, like, guess what we did today? And here's the things, and here's the conversation I had with coach today. And those are just two examples as a parent I can share today. Um, and I know we all have our examples, but um, how blind of me to be so embedded in this, um, in my professional role, and to not know that. Um, so I guess I feel really lucky that I have a parent foot in and an athletic director professional foot in because it's allowed me to open my eyes up and see those things. So, yeah. And I think, I think through our 3d professional development, we've seen our coaches and they share that culture building and that relationship building and, and not just that, but they're teaching them those life life lessons through sport, which is awesome. And that's, and how you go to those meetings too. And to hear our coaches, it really gives you a sense of uh, what they're really about. And I love having those sessions with our coaches. It, gives me time to, to understand and realize that it is more about the wins and losses. It's about developing students and yeah. giving them uh, an, an experience. Good stuff. All right, Brad, how about you? You love what coaches do? Um, I have two things, <laughs> different. I think the one that first popped into my mind when you said that was I, I remembered on a couple occasions where one coach – uh, once at an AAU level and a couple times at the high school level, took time early in the, well, throughout the season, took time to sat to sit with each athlete individually. But I remember when my son came home with the piece of paper and they sat individually and said very clearly and, and, and with good teacher skill, you know, um, here's what you're really good at. Here's what you're not very good at. And here's a plan to help you improve your weakness. Let's work towards this plan. And if you do this, your position on the team might even change, but mostly you'll play better ball. And I I remember the day he came home with that and it it had plenty of criticisms, but it was, he was smiling. It's like, I go back to my word, no surprises. I know exactly what my coach is thinking of me right now. You know, uh, we never saw that so much with my oldest son. And, and there was always those, I don't know where I'm at. And I said, go ask. I said, go ask specifically, what do That's I true. need to do for you in order to play more? And I was always a little disappointed way back when, when they weren't able to answer that. I think as a coach, you need to be able to answer that with every player, but be honest. No, you know, don't make it up. I'm sorry. You, you, you really won't get to play more unless you learn to dribble the ball without looking at it. Okay, fine. <laughs> you know, we get it. Yeah. yeah. So that come to mind. And I guess the other one was um, something I'm seeing this year that m- my wife and I are absolutely thrilled with. Our coach, f- for whatever reason, has encouraged the seniors in particular uh, to um, really 
uh, build up the freshmen and sophomores that have come on the team. Um, I haven't seen that before, but this year it's different. And those seniors and the juniors even, but the seniors are building up this freshman and sophomore. And oh, surprise, we have a bench that is quite good. And I think it has just a lot to do with the fact that there's we're not playing that old school distinction thing. Mm-hmm. We're a team. It doesn't matter what year of school we're in. And let me show, I, I know there's times where my son and another are in the gym longer teaching a couple kids how to shoot or do this or do that, you know? Well, yeah. gosh, all of a sudden we have this team building culture. So it really becomes a team. And well, I, I can't cool. say that we've always seen that. So I love when the coach made that happen. He made that happen. I don't know what he did, but, but he made it happen. Yeah. Excellent. All right, Sean, how about you? You love when coaches do this. Um, relationships. I mean, I think that, uh, a coach has to relate to a, an athlete or a student through more than the game that he's coaching them with or her. You know, if, uh, you know, uh, my son's coach, Coach McCowan, he's always reaching out about his grades or his health or life at home, you know, just care about more than how many points he's going to give him that night, you know. So I think uh, if you can build relationships with the kid outside of what you're coaching them in, you're going to get a heck of a lot more out of them, you know? So um, it's all about relationships. I think with uh, between uh, players and coaches. So I love that uh, aspect of the game. Yeah. Awesome. Agreed. Thanks guys. So next question, what will you remember the most about the parent journey through athletics with your kid? (laughs) What are you going to remember most, Brad? Car time. Yeah. (laughs) You know, um, in the car on the way to wherever we were going, um, I got hours to talk with my sons, um, uninterrupted by televisions Mm -hmm. and I can make them turn off the phone and, uh, you know, and I think that's what I'll remember the most and what I will miss the most is the car time. Mm -hmm. More than anything, to be honest, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Cheyenne, how about you? Um, Probably just how fast it goes, you know. Um, Like I said earlier, I became a parent at 17, and I remember my four years of high school went like that, and now my son's pretty much two years done in high school. So I feel like the time just goes by so fast. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they always said it's going to get faster and faster and being in high school, I never uh, really realized it until now. I'm like, man, I got a sophomore in high school. Yeah. So it does go really fast. Yeah. Do you find yourself? Oh, sorry, Holly, go ahead. No, I just was going to say coach Cheyenne, somebody wants to say hi to you. Ah, uh. It's Hello. <laughs> I saw him back there. <laughs> I know. Good old ACBC days. Yep. There you go. That's cool. <laughs> Sorry for the distraction, but we no, are in the room. That's cool. I'm trying to you- like, no, crawl on the floor underneath. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can't flush the toilet. <laughs> uh, that's good. It's all part of the experience, Holly. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. No, you're fine. You know, Shannon, you say that, and I, I remember how hard – and I've always tried to really love every, every step of, of, 
of the journey with my kids and appreciate everything for what it was. But man, when that moment hit me that I realized I've been saying for 20 years as an educator to parents as they walk in the door, hang on and enjoy it because it's going to go fast. And the minute I was in that seat as a parent, I couldn't pump those brakes hard enough and it did me no good. So yeah. um, just enjoy it and hang on for everything it's got because it goes fast. Mm-hmm. So. And that's exactly what I was going to say is I know right now we're crazy when you've got multiple kids going, but you keep hearing people say exactly, Aaron, what you just said, like, you're going to want that time back. And so don't rush it, even though you're hanging by a thread at times, you know, and your laundry's not done and you eat ramen noodles for the second night in a row. And so anyway, absolutely worth every minute. Do any of you, uh, Todd, you probably, <laughs> that was bad. Have kids that have graduated yet from high school? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You all yeah, like close, wow. close. Okay. My, my last one went out last year, so they've all really? gone through. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you don't even look hardly in your 20s, man. Oh, well. <laughs> it's, that, I, uh, it's that fountain of youth he has over there at, it's, at Kennedy. He drinks some. Special water over there and <laughs> lets him look young. I keep telling folks, come see me get a haircut because the blonde makes it look better than it really is. <laughs> uh, but no, I agree. That last game, that last game is horrible. It's mm. absolutely so hard to take. And I think every parent that's seen it, it's just uh, that's quite an experience. It's like great and awful at the same time. Yeah. 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 I, what, I love all those answers. You know, my kids are 33, 30, and 27. And um, I remember what I like about all of your answers is the simplicity of of each one of them. I mean, Brad, the, the time to talk in a car, mm-hmm. um, you know, and knowing how fast that time flies. and these guys know this and our listeners know this. I'm a moment guy mm-hmm. and I believe in moments and I believe every moment is special. Every moment is given, but moments aren't always, sometimes we forsake the moments. Mm-hmm. And I think as parents in particular, I mean, I look back and those were some of the best days of, of our lives when our kids mm-hmm. were in high school and watching them play. And I appreciate those answers so much. And, um, uh, like Aaron said, I think if we can get these, if this gets to parents, not just our parents, but parents in general, if the ADs will share this with parents, I think we get them to step back and look and say, let's just enjoy the moment and uh, love watching your kid play. You know, we say that all the time, the six most important words. I love to watch you play. And uh, if we can get more parents to say that, the experience, um, just in it's it's better for everybody yeah uh, and, I, and i appreciate that i think too with, with what brad said there with that last game is so tough i i've thought this for years and, and i try to i try to share it with my young coaches when i'm talking to them early on you can't feel it until you've done it but i a, a gift i'd love to give young coaches is to experience senior night as a parent before you ever start coaching and i know it can't happen but senior night changes the first time you walk out with your kid. Yep. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it changes tenfold in terms of, and that's probably not doing enough justice. Um, 
I wish we could share that experience. Then they could go and start over coaching, which gets to one of our final questions at the end. But I wish they could know what that feels like mm-hmm. from a parent's perspective of this is my kid's last game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. 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 Thank you for those. Those are great. My middle son, when he played at Simpson, the coach brought it up the other day. I was talking with him down there and he says, do you remember the day? He said, our last game at Simpson College, Ryan's last game. Do you remember what he did? And I I instantly teared up and I couldn't even talk to him. (laughs) I remember it like a full-length two-hour movie. And he just ran out and he, the end of the game, he touched the center of the court and then walked off. Ah. Mm -hmm. Wiped Mm -hmm. me out. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Some. So our, our final two questions here are a bit reflective, but I think uh, these will be very, uh, these will be eye-opening for us too at the same time. When the journey is over, what do you want your athlete to take away from their high school athletic experience when it's all done? It's all said and done. Your athlete's done. What do you want them to take away from the experience they've had? in our schools. Uh, Cheyenne, uh, you'll lead us off here. Um, just uh, pretty much cherishing the memories, you know, the bus rides, the, uh, the old bus rides, really, those school bus rides to Dubuque, I know are kind of brutal sometimes. Uh, <laughs> they went over to uh, Des Moines yesterday. They got spoiled. They took a charter bus over to Des Moines yesterday. <laughs> but there's nothing like a memory of uh, a cold bus ride, you know, with your teammates and uh, – Another thing I've always been uh, pushing on him is just not taking anything for granted, you know, um, sports, life, really. And a new one, really, I told him last year, school, you know, those guys went off to spring break. And then next thing you know, they're not even, you know, going back to school until, I mean, us, uh, January, you know. So um, just not taking things for granted, uh, the memories, the relationships, you know, kind of like. Ollie and uh, Brad and I, you know, all have connections somehow uh, just through a game. You know what I mean? And yeah. uh, some of my best friends were opponents. You know what I mean? Still to this day, we're guys that I met playing against each other. So uh, just the memories and stuff like that, the little things, you know, back to the little things. Um, just things like that. I hope he cherishes and remembers forever. Mm. Awesome. Holly, what about you? What do you want your kids to remember? You know, I think because of how what I've experienced and what we've experienced as parents, we just want our kids to be able to have a taste of that. And we know how rich those experiences are, um, like just to culture the decision making that, that that we do every day, you know, and how they foster into that. And just like Cheyenne said it best, like you know, my kids are involved in club stuff and school stuff. And sometimes the value of those friendships outside, you know, Liv's got friends on her club volleyball team from Valley and Dowling and Indianola. And, um, and sometimes those are some of the most powerful relationships because they now through social media, they keep in touch with those kids and they network and then on down the road, who knows when that can come into play, but um, it's not about the wins and the losses. It's about the relationships. Um, And, learning how to respect each other, how to value each other's opinion, how to lead, how to decision make, how to manage time, like all those life skills, um, those things are priceless. And you don't get those without educational-based activities. And that's why I do what I do for a living. So Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Brad? That was it. Holly summed it up just from the first thought. I I wrote down the notes. I wrote uh, transferable life skills. 
Mm. Just how to get along, how to deal with loss, how to deal with wins, how to talk, how to try, you know, because like I told my oldest son, nobody I know jumps high, high jumps after high school, but they all play golf. They all work together. They have to get along at work. They have to talk. They have to meet goals and try hard. So did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. The you other ones, the other thing is my 17 year old daughter. <laughs> Let's set up an appointment. Let's set yeah. up an appointment. Okay. I've got a new started, career option for you. We've started something here. Kid coach. Life coach, I think is what it's called. There we go. AAU parent coaching. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that came to my mind was what I'd like him to leave. Uh, you know, the word that popped in my mind was a smile. I'd like him to take away a smile. Uh-huh. No regrets, a big smile. That was cool. Glad I did it. Nothing lasts forever. So smile, love it, move on. Be glad it happened. Be glad it happened. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Thank you. Those are awesome. Yes. All right. Last question here for y'all. He's excited. He's excited. I know. Look at this. I love this. This is a good question. If you could go back knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self about parenting an athlete on the sports journey? Mm. Holly, we going to start with you. Darn. I know. I didn't oh. get this deep into my homework. This is tough. I know. Balance. I'm make you think right now. Balance. This is deep. Balance. Balance. I mean, that's a huge heavy for us right now is just figuring out the perfect recipe for balance. And I guarantee if I asked every single one of you that have had kids that have graduated, you probably wouldn't have the perfect answer for me, would you? Except for love your child, appreciate the moment, and hope that they smile at the end. So I guess, yeah, find balance somehow because I kind of suck at it right now. (laughs) (laughs) Because I don't want to miss out on anything. And then I get the guilt and then... That's why I drove up here last night when I wasn't even expecting it, because why should my husband get all the fun, you know, in Omaha? So (laughs) anyway, so this little guy who's over here, he's supposed to play basketball today, but um, he he didn't go to his games today because this was more important to be with family. So we cherish these family moments. We try to draw them in as much as possible. Now I do have an eighth grader that's at home with my nephew because he had games that he wasn't willing to miss back in the morning. So, I mean, like, back to the balance. I have no balance. I don't know. I don't know. So, once yeah. again, life coach Brad. Yeah. Right. Before this is all over. That's right. <laughs> I've jotted down a lot of wisdom from you. So. Oh, my gosh. Oh, there that's go. not good, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> And Cheyenne, who was a young coach for me, and I jotted down a few of his things. So I thank you for this opportunity if I don't have a chance to say that. so Cheyenne's blown me away. I can't – parent at 17, you you are so cool. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's you're always been cool. Son. I could be your father, Cheyenne, you realize. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Brad, that, that, uh, same question for you. Okay. What would you go back and tell a younger, younger, younger self? Well, okay. My younger self, the first quick thought that came into my mind is um, I would tell myself to forget about what sports were, were my favorite and remember to encourage them to find their favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There to begin with. Um, the second thought was uh, 
yeah, I remember our AD uh, or our coaches would often say this at the beginning of the season, whatever sport it was, pick one. It was the same message, and I think I heard blah, 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 like you said. Okay. At the beginning. But, it, you know, um, it would be important for me to go back and remember to, to find the good after every competition. When you got home and you sat down, you know, how to go, and then find the good, point it out, and then let it rest. That, that, that is not a teachable moment, and um, don't try to make it one. Yep. Yep. Good thought. Love Shop. the find the good and let it rest. I and love the rest. Moment. There. Better there you go, Holly. There's, there's, a, there's a little and, word of wisdom for you. Yep. <laughs> and Brad, that is the name of your book right there. There. Yeah. Find the good and let it rest. I love it. Yep. Let it rest. Cheyenne, how about you? Um, I think just being more patient. Um, I was just so, I mean, I think, I mean, again, being a young parent, I was just so ready for my son to get older and be able to do things with him. Like 17 year old, just with a baby, like, come on, do something, you know, just, just lay there. Like, come on. You know, so I was just, uh, I was just ready for him to, I mean, really just get older so we could do things. Now it's like, I want to, uh, just pause time and just enjoy it. You know, let's, let's be, a, let's be in high school for six years or something like that. <laughs> you know, so you were doing something as a baby, Cheyenne, they were pooping and puking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah true. <laughs> but yeah, just be patient and, uh, enjoy, enjoy the moments and the process of everything. Um, so yeah. Thank you very much. Good stuff. Thank you. Aaron, over to you. Yeah, this, uh, you know, you have, you have an idea of how something might go when you, when you come up with the idea uh, and then it exceeds expectations. And I'm going to tell you guys that this conversation has uh, exceeded expectations. I, I really hope this is something we can get out to our coaches and to our parents uh, and, and just share and just let them sit back and listen and, and learn from you guys' experiences and what you've shared. Really great stuff. Um, closing thought before we sign us off, um, before Todd signs us off. You know, as I came into this 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 episode and, and wanted to listen to you guys and, and have heard everything you shared, I, I come back to um, there's so much oftentimes said or perceived about the tension in high school sports between, you know, I always talk over here about the triangle between the parents and the coaches and the athletes and the tug of wars that can go on between those those three stakeholders that really define uh, what the athletic experience is like for everybody. And I, there's so much made about the tension um, and conflict in it. And I don't think there's as much as we perceive, but we let that take us over sometimes. I think if we could just sit back as a group collectively and remember there, there's not one person, one, one parent, one coach, one AD that would listen to this episode and disagree with what's been said. They'd say, this is absolutely spot on. And this is what I want for my child. Or this is what I want my kids as a coach to say when they're done. I want my parents to say, um, so let's all step back for a moment and remember we're all on the same team looking for these same types of experiences, these same types of results, these same types of memories for our kids so that when they go to take on the world, they're ready to go. And let's just remind ourselves more often, we're on the same team. Uh, we're, we're not adversaries here. And I think we get caught up in that tension and, and put ourselves there more often than we should. Uh, I know I can be as guilty of, of that as anybody. So thank you for the reminder tonight to you three, and I let you guys share your thoughts on this thought as well, but um, 
man, we're all on the same team, wanting the same thing for kids, and we need to work together to do it. And the sending comment is find the good and let it rest, Brad. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It's true. Let it rest. Yeah. Well, again, thank you, um, Brad and Cheyenne, Holly, uh, for taking time out of your day, your evening. And uh, Sharon, I I love the fact that we really have parents on three different, three different spots on the journey, right? I mean, Brad, I don't want to get you teary-eyed, Brad, but you know, it's, okay. it's the, you, you're, uh, you can probably, well, I know you'll still go to stuff at Rolling Story because that's the kind of guy you are and you'll, you'll be one of those guys that'll be there all the time uh, with his bleacher chair and you don't like have to give coaching, that up. The coaching the parents at Centennial is what he's going to be doing. Oh, well, yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> He just got a new job. Don't you know that? I mean, that would be fun to meet him. (laughs) Yeah. But I just think it's, it's great. Uh, Holly is just kind of almost through one, but got a couple more to go and shy on, um, you know, a a young man who is, who is getting towards kind of halfway there. Right in the middle of it. Yeah. I'm a one. I'm a one and done, though. I'm a type of dad. (laughs) One and done. Oh, Oh, hey, Shion, never say never. Uh, uh, Well, too late to start over. (laughs) The wisdom, Cheyenne, that you have with one is tremendous. And uh, again, we have been blessed to to visit with all three of you. Um, We thank you again for your time, and and wish you Godspeed, God blessings with your with your kids, with your family, with your work, and um, we're better because you are with us today. And I know our. RADs and people that will listen to this will feel the same way. So uh, thank you. Uh, we appreciate your time. And to everyone else, <clears throat> everyone else out there, um, again, thank you for, for listening to Beyond the Bench. Um, encourage you to share this series with the, your stakeholders. Uh, get this in the hands of the people that need to hear it or would benefit by hearing it. We'd appreciate that as well. So, uh, but thank you for your support. Thank you again to our sponsors, uh, Hometown Ticketing, Gipper and Varsity Bound. And uh, the next part of this, guys, uh, boy, this was fantastic. You know, talk about exceeding expectations. But the last and final episode we have of this series will be with student athletes. And uh, ultimately, that is who we're all in this for. And uh, we're we're excited to visit with them and to publish that here in a couple weeks as well. So uh, thank you. Cheyenne, Brad, Holly, have a great rest of your evening and the rest rest of winter. Aaron happy Scott. Happy Valentine's Day. Yes, happy Valentine's Day to you yeah. as well. So thank you everyone for listening. Be blessed, everyone. <laughs>